You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we preview the test series between Australia and the West Indies. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. And let's get started. Let's have a look at the Test Series fixture between Australia and the West Indies. The first Test will be played at the Perth Stadium on November the 30th. And the second and final Test match of the series between Australia and the West Indies will be played at the Adelaide Oval on December the 8th. Let's have a look at the Test stats between Australia and the West Indies. Head-to-head in Test matches overall, Australia lead 58 to the West Indies 32. Both teams' records in test matches in Australia. Australia lead 37 to the West Indies 18. Leading run scorer is Lara with 2,815 runs. Leading wicket taker is Walsh with 135 wickets. Most dismissals is Dujon with 84. Most catches is Mark Waugh with 45. Most matches is Walsh with 38. And the first test match between Australia and the West Indies was back in 1930. Let's have a look at both Australia's and the West Indies test squads. Let's have a look at Australia's test squad and talk about some of the challenges facing Australia in this test series against the West Indies. So the Australia squad for this test series against the West Indies, Cummins, Bolan, Carey, Green, Harris, Hazelwood, Head, Kawaja, Labashane, Lyon, Smith, Stark and Warner. It's a pretty strong squad that Australia have selected for this uh, test series against the West Indies. Now, this test series and this test summer for Australia is quite big. Uh, But this series against the West Indies marks a long and packed schedule in the test format for Australia. And it's going to be a long, hectic few months to a year in test cricket for Australia. They're playing the West Indies here at home, South Africa as well, the start of next year. They go over to play India in India, uh, trying to win the Border Gavaskar Trophy over there for the first time since 2004. Uh, Potentially for Australia, they could be in the WTC final. At the moment, they're doing quite well in the WTC final uh, standings at the moment, I should say. They're in the top two positions as we speak. So if they have a great series against the West Indies and South Africa at home this test summer, then they're pretty much in that final next year at the Oval um, in England. And then, obviously, to finish everything off, they've got the Ashes um, in 2023. So it's definitely going to be a long, busy test schedule for Australia over the next few months to a year. So Australia will be determined to do well in all of those test matches and series. But they will like to do well this summer against the West Indies and South Africa in in the two test series this summer. So they'll be definitely up up and about, they'll be determined to play their best cricket as they can. Um, So it's a strong squad for Australia. Um, A few question marks about Marcus Harris's inclusion in the squad. But besides from that, it's a pretty stog standard um, Australia test squad, really. Uh, Full of good batters and bowlers, very strong. Compare it to the West Indian test squad, it's a pretty strong squad. Uh, based on experience and class and quality. Um, so, so no doubt this squad will definitely 
uh, get the job done in this series against the West Indies, you would think. A lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that um, it's Australia's series to lose, which it is. Um, definitely the strongest team out of the two um, for this test series. Um, it's a big opportunity for both batters and bowlers in the Australian side uh, to put in good performances in the test series against the West Indies, but also um, in the series against South Africa, which follows this as well. Um, and also putting their hand up for selection, obviously with the tours to India, WTC final and the Ashes on the horizon, uh, plenty of opportunities for batters and bowlers to really do well and really nail down their spot for selection uh, for those series. Um, so definitely a lot to play for for Australia this summer in the test matches. Now let's talk about the batting challenges for Australia in this series against the West Indies. There's not too many challenges, I don't think, for, for Australia. I think the batting will do well. Um, the quality of the Australian batting, you've got Smith, you've got Warner, you've got Labashane, you've got Kawaja. Uh, that's a pretty good top order there. Um, you've got Travis Head, who's in good touch as well, coming off a, a good ODI series against England recently with a century. Um, Cameron Green keeps getting better and better each time he plays for Australia. So it's a very strong batting lineup uh, for Australia. So I think for the challenge for Australia in this series is about building consistency. I think building consistency with the bat in their performances, making sure they're doing the basics. And, and that's rotating the strike, building partnerships, run well between the wickets, put pressure on to the West Indian bowlers and fielders. And they'll be looking to do that throughout this series. So, so not too many challenges for the Australian batters. I would say that probably some of the West Indian bowlers, I think Jaden Seals and probably Azari Joseph, who are pretty good. Uh, they're pretty promising. Maybe they will challenge Australia a little bit with the bowling side of things from the West Indian uh, bowlers. But besides from that, I think the other bowlers that Australia will face um, in this series, the batters that is, um, I don't think there'll be much of a challenge for the Australian batters. Um, so for Australia, it's about doing the basics well, making sure that they tick off the basics, doing all those things. Um, if they're able to do the basics well with the bat, Australia, um, if they bat long, bat big, um, make sure that they make the most of their opportunities with the bat, and every batter does that, I think they'll do well with the bat in this series against the West Indies and probably post big scores of maybe 450 plus or maybe 400 or or those scores in, in the couple of test matches in this series. So it, it's definitely a big opportunity for the Australian batters to really go big in this series with the bat, make sure they make the most of it. But I don't think it will be straightforward. Um, we've seen in the last bit... In, in Australian cricket of late um, in terms of the pitches. Uh, a lot of the pitches around the country have a bit bit of life in them, uh, something for the bowlers for a change. So uh, by no means necessary that all these pitches are going to be flat and pretty good for batting. They're going to have something in it for the bowlers. So for the Australian batters, you know, they'll have to work hard for their runs as you do in Test cricket. But if they do the basics well enough, they put the West Indian bowlers under pressure... They do the basics well with the bat. I think they're able to, to bat long and bat big, post big turtles. Then I think they'll have a very good series with the bat. 
And I think we're going to see some very good performances from the Australian batters in this series. I think we're going to see a few centuries. And I think we're going to see uh, batters achieve their personal best or personal milestones in their career. Um, it's a big opportunity for Australia um, in this series against the West Indies. You know, Steve Smith looks in very ominous form. Um, he's scoring runs, as we saw in the one-day series against England. David Warner, scoring runs, came off a good 100 in the last game against England in the ODI series. Travis Head, the same. Wonderful century in the last ODI against England. He's scoring runs. Usman Kawaj is having a good 2022 in Test cricket. Cameron Green, good opportunity for him to score a Test century in Test cricket. He hasn't got one yet. Um, so big opportunity for Australia's batters in this series against the West Indies. So don't waste that golden opportunity. Um, so, yeah, just to, to sum it up, really, for Australia with the bat, um, do the basics well enough. Uh, you do that, then they're going to have a good series with the bat against the West Indies in this Test Series. Let's talk about the Australian bowlers and some of the challenges they'll face in this Test Series against the West Indies. I, I don't think Australia will have too many challenges in this Test Series with the ball against the West Indies. I think the Australian bowlers, given the quality of the attack with Cummins, Hazelwood, uh, Stark, Lyon and Cameron Green, um, it's a very good attack. I think they'll put the West Indian batters under pressure. I think they'll really cause problems for the West Indian batters in this series. Um, there's not going to be too many challenges for Australia. I think maybe complacency and probably expecting things to happen, I think. Um, so for the Australian bowlers, if they had one challenge in this series, it's probably compu complacency and probably expecting things to happen um, quickly. Um, so if they do the basics well enough with the ball, the Australian bowlers, bowl dot balls to build pressure onto the West Indian batters, uh, bowl in partnerships, um, execute their plans and skills with the ball, also adapting to conditions and bowl to the conditions in front of you, obviously bowling at Perth, bounce and pace. Okay, I need to adjust my plans for that. Um, then going to Adelaide for the day-night test, swing and seam. Okay, we need to change our lines and lengths here in Adelaide. Um, so adapting to conditions, they've got to do that well. Uh, bowl consistent line length time and time again to really build pressure onto the West Indian uh, batters. If they can do that, the Australian bowlers, I think they'll have a very good series with the ball. And I, and I think they will. I think everyone will take wickets and do their job. It's a quality bowling attack, as I mentioned, um, and they will play a big part for Australia over the next few months to a year, especially with, with Australia playing so much test cricket. It's going to be a lot of work on the bowlers, but this is a great opportunity for them to take wickets and really boost their confidence um, going forward. Um, you know, very good attack. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, and Lyon. You've got Cameron Green. He's a massive bonus with the ball. He can bowl quick. He's got bounce. Uh, he's tall, um, and also throw in his batting as well. You know, he's the complete package, and he really complements uh, this attack quite well for Australia. You know, Pat Cummins is nearly approaching 200 test wickets. Josh Hayeswood's a world-class bowler, as we know. Nathan Lyon nearly approaching 450 test wickets. Mitchell Stark nearly to 300 test wickets. Cameron Green will be continuing to improve his bowling in this series. Um Plenty of opportunities for the Australian bowlers to really do well, take wickets, and really boost their confidence going forward. So if 
if the Australian bowlers can do the basics well with the ball, execute their plans, I think they'll have a good series against the West Indies. Let's have a look at the West Indies test squad and talk about some of the challenges facing the West Indies in this test series against Australia. The squad that the West Indies have selected for this test series against Australia is Braithwaite, Blackwood, Bonner, Brooks, Chanderpaul, Chase, De Silva, Holder, Joseph, Mayers, Phillip, Reefer, Roach, Seals and Thomas. That's the West Indies test squad for this test series against Australia. It's going to be a tough uh, test series for the West Indies, as we know. Um, everything's against them in this test series against Australia. By far, Australia are the strongest team on paper. The West Indies are going to face a lot of challenges in this series, as I mentioned. So their team is a team mixed in with experience and unexperienced players. And um, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge for the West Indies. There's no doubt about that. But are they up for the challenge? That's the question I ask the West Indies. Are you up for the challenge to come here to Australia, play Australia in Australia, and look to perform well? Um, I think everyone wants to see that from the West Indies. They want to see them perform well, be competitive, and really challenge Australia if they can. Um, but they're going to be up against it, that's for sure, the West Indies. But it's an opportunity for the West Indies to learn and develop as a cricket team going forward. And if they can get some positives out of this tour of Australia, obviously winning the series is not going to be achievable, I don't think, for this team. But gaining some positives from this tour would be important, like someone scores a century with the bat or someone takes wickets or five-wicket hauls in this series with the ball. So there are plenty of positives to be gained from this series from the West Indies if they perform well, and if all their uh, members of the squad uh, do their best with both bat and ball. I think everyone wants to, to see that in this series. Um, the West Indies, before this uh, two-match test series begins against Australia, they've had some pretty good preparation in the lead-up to the test series, uh, playing two tour matches uh, in the lead-up to the first test match. Uh against New South Wales and ACT combined 11 and the Prime Minister's 11 uh, team in Canberra. Uh, both games had very results for the West Indies but ended in draws. But nonetheless, it was time in the middle and uh, most of the West Indian squad got some time in the middle um, and got used to Australian conditions. So the West Indies have prepared well. They've been in Australia for a long time preparing for this test series. Let's hope that preparation does not go to waste. Now, for the West Indies, it's been a bit of a tough time playing against Australia over the years. The last time the, the West Indies won a Test Series in Australia was back in 1992-93. They won that Test Series 2-1. It was the best of five Test matches. They won 2-1 in 92-93. That's the last time they've won a Test Series in Australia. Now, in that Test Series in 92-93, it was remembered for Shane Warne's seventher at the MCG, him bowling the flipper to Richie Richardson, um, which really announced Shane Warne on the scene. Also, Justin Langer debuted in the famous test match in Adelaide, where the West Indies won by a run. And he debuted in that test match, Just Justin Langer. And obviously, the West Indies won a memorable test match where they won by a run in Adelaide. So that was a very famous series for the West Indies, but that's the last time they won a test series in Australia. 
Now, the last time the West Indies won a test match in Australia was back in 1996-97 during that series, which they lost 3-2. But they were able to win two test matches in that series. So that's the last time the West Indies have won a test match or test matches in Australia. And the West Indies haven't won a test match against Australia since 2003. And that's the famous run chase in Antigua, where they chased down 7 for 418 um, in that famous run chase in Antigua. So that's the last time the West Indies have won a test against Australia for a long time. So it doesn't make good reading, but it highlights the West Indian, uh, the West Indies uh, problems, I should say, and their decline over the years in test cricket especially, but also in cricket in general. So for the West Indies, this series is going to be tough. They're going to be challenged uh, with both bat and ball. Um, the squad they've selected for this series has limited experience when it comes to playing in Australian conditions. Four players in this squad have played in Australia before and played in the last test series that Australia and the West Indies played in Australia, which was back in 2015-16, where Australia won that series 2-1 out of the best of three, the last test match in Sydney was washed out. Um, so Craig Braithwaite, Jason Holder, Kima Roach and Jermaine Blackwood are the only four players to play in that last series in Australia. And pretty much they're the only four players of the squad that have played in Australian conditions. For the rest of the squad, it's the first time they're playing in Australia. So definitely a big challenge for the other squad members playing in, in Australian conditions. Not going to be easy for them. Um, let's talk about the batting challenges for the West Indies. They're going to be facing a lot of challenges with the bat. The big question for them is, can they, can they bat long? Can they bat well enough to post big scores against Australia? They've got to put Australia under pressure with the bat. They've got to score scores of 300 plus in the first innings to really be competitive. Um, that, that's the question. Are the batters good enough to do that? Um, and no doubt the West Indian batters will be tested and challenged up against Australia's bowlers. Um, if they can't do that, if they can't post big scores and can't put Australia under pressure in the first innings, then it's going to be a long five days um, with the bat in each of the test matches for the West Indies and in the field um, if they don't bat long enough. Um, you know, if they're going to get bowled out for scores of 200 or mid-200s, that's not really going to put Australia under pressure. So they have to really try and bat long and try and get through the tough periods. That's why it's test cricket. It's called a test. You've got to get through the tough periods. Can they do that? I'm not sure about, about that. That's the big question mark is can their batters like Braithwaite and the others stand up and, and try and bat long and try and blunt the Australian attack of Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins and Lyon and then you've also got Cameron Green. Can they try and blunt the attack? That's the question for the West Indies here. Um, that's the big question. That's the big challenge facing them. I think for the West Indies with the bat, they've got to do the basics well. They've got to rotate the strike. They've got to build partnerships. They've got to run well between the wickets. They've got to put pressure onto the Australian bowlers and fielders. They've got to take it to the Australian attack. They can't be timid. They can't be scared. Um, you've got to assert your authority um, in order to, you know, put, put the Australian bowlers under pressure with the bats. So they've got to show discipline, the West Indian batters. They've got to show a real uh, sense of discipline. They've got to show grit. They've got to show determination. 
They've got to put a high price on their wicket. If they can do all those things, then if they can bat long enough and post big scores, then I think they can put Australia under pressure, but that's going to be a big challenge for them. So they've got to do the basics well with the bat, I think, the West Indies. Uh, they've got to tough it out. They've got to bat for long periods um, and really weather the storm, really. Also for the batters, they've got to adapt well to conditions. Uh, Plain in Perth and Adelaide, two very different grounds. Uh, obviously, the first test match is in Perth. Bounce and pace, not going to be easy up against the Australian bowlers of Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, and you've also got Cameron Green who can bowl 140 clicks. So it's not going to be easy. So what's your game plan playing on those bouncy, fast wickets in Perth? Okay, I'm going to play the pull shot, the hook shot, be good on the back foot because you're going to get a lot of short balls in Perth. Um, in Adelaide, got to be a different story with the day-night test. Pink ball, under lights, seaming and swinging conditions. And we know Australia do well in the day-night test matches. They've won all of them since the first one against New Zealand back in 2015-16. And definitely facing Mitchell Stark for the West Indian batters is not going to be easy in that um, day-night test in Adelaide. So they've got to adapt, adapt well to Australian conditions. I think one of the major positives to come out of the West Indies in this test series, especially with the batting side of things, is I think if Tagnarine Chanderpaul plays, who is the son of Shivran Chanderpaul, who was a very good player for the West Indies, um, I feel like he's going to be one of the big positives for the West Indies in this test series uh, because he bats like his old man, basically. Uh, watching him in the uh, the last tour match that the West Indies played but before the first test, obviously, starts on Wednesday. They played that against the Prime Minister's eleven in Canberra. Uh, Tagnarine Chanderpaul batted well. Um, he hasn't played a test match for the West Indies yet, but he could make his uh, test debut in the first test in Perth um, in this series. Um, as I said, he batted well in that game. Um, he scored 119 of 293 balls in the first innings and 56 off 138 in the second innings it was named player of the match so he's a very good player puts a high price on his wicket and faces a lot of lot of deliveries so i think him and craig braithwaite who is a similar player in that regard faces a lot of deliveries and soaks up pressure i think that will be good for the west indies as the opening partnership and probably set the tone for the rest of the batting unit to, to follow. I think the West Indies in the two tour matches they played, they did bat for long periods. They did score runs. Uh, the Prime Minister's 11 game, they batted okay um, against the uh, Australia A bowlers. But it's going to be a very different test against the Australian bowlers. The quality attack of Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins and Lyon and Cameron Green. Um, it's going to be a big, big test for the West Indies. So, but I think Tagnarine Chanderpaul, if he does get the opportunity, I think he's going to be one of the big positives with the bat from the, the West Indies' point of view. Um, he's definitely going to be a very serious player um, if he gets the opportunity. Um, we'd have to wait and see, but no doubt he'll probably make his debut in the first test in Perth. So recapping about the challenges for the West Indies with the bat in this series, they've got to do the basics well. They've got to bat long enough to post big scores to challenge Australia and put them under pressure. If they can do that, then at least they're competitive and they have a chance of winning the test matches. 
Um, if they don't do that, they don't bat for long periods of time, they lose wickets, they have batting collapses, they don't do the basics well with the bat, then it's going to be a tough series with the bat from the West Indies' point of view. So for the West Indies, they've got to do the basics well with the bat, and they've got to bat for long periods of time to really put Australia under pressure and make the Australian bowlers bowl their fourth and fifth and sixth spells uh, to really tire them out. But it's going to be a very big challenge for the West Indies. But... Um, the batting group, they've got to really stand up and they really got to try and blunt the Australian bowlers. Now, for the West Indies, this series with the ball is going to present a lot of challenges to their bowlers. And the big challenge for them is that can their bowlers take 20 wickets and bowl Australia out in these two test matches? That is the big question. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy because you've got... Steve Smith, who's in wonderful form, um, he's going to score runs for fun this summer. David Warner's in good touch. You've got Usman Kawaja, who's done pretty well in 2022 in Test Cricket for Australia. Martis Labashang always scores runs. Uh, Travis Head is in good touch, coming off a very good ODI series against England. You've got Cameron Green, who's just getting better and better every time he plays. Um, so the biggest question for the West Indies is they've got to take 20 wickets and they've got to bowl Australia out. Um, that's the only way they're going to put them under pressure. If the batting side of things fail and they can't put pressure onto the Australian batters by the scoreboard, the bowlers have to put pressure on with the ball and sort of do it that way. Um, if they don't do that, if they don't bowl Australia out in the test matches or take 20 wickets, then it could be a long five days in the field for the West Indian bowlers. For the West Indies, they've got to do the basics well with the ball. They've got to bowl dot balls to build pressure onto the Australian batters. They've got to bowl well in partnerships. They've got to execute their plans and skills with the ball. And the important one is they've got to adapt well to conditions and bowl to the conditions which is going to be presented in front of them. Uh, Perth and Adelaide, two very different grounds. We mentioned it before. Pace and bounce in Perth as a bowler, opposition bowlers opposition teams when they come to Australia and when they play at Perth or the Gabba they get carried away with the bounce and pace and bowl too many short balls for the West Indies they can't afford to do that in Perth they've got to do the basics and then bowl a short ball every now and again to test the batter um, you can't do that often otherwise it's going to be coming too predictable um, in Adelaide you've got to pitch the ball up you've got to Make sure you, you have a chance to swing the ball and make sure the ball seams as well because of the day-night test. So for the West Indian bowlers, they've got to adapt well to conditions in Perth and Adelaide and make sure they are able to read the conditions and make sure they bowl accordingly to the conditions as well. Um, and also they've got to bowl consistent line and length time and time again, hit the spot on the pitch and put pressure on the Australian batters, hit the top of off stump, do the basics, keep it simple. And if, if the West Indies can do that, then I think, you know, they can take wickets and really put Australia under pressure. But they've got to be disciplined in their bowling and they've got to execute their plans. If they get it wrong to Smith, Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Head and Green, it's going to be a long day in the field for the West Indies. It's probably going to be a long couple of days in the field if Australia bat long and bat big in the first innings or the second innings. Um, 
I think it's important for Kimar Roach, who's a senior bowler in this bowling attack for the West Indies. He's got to really stand up. He's played a lot in Australia. He's played a few series in Australia. I think his first series was uh, back in 2005, I think, during that series in Australia. But he's been around. He's played many times in Australia. He knows these conditions because he's a seasoned campaigner. He's got to lead this attack. He's really got to lead this Australia, uh, sorry, West Indian attack. Um, this, this attack's got young, inexperienced bowlers who are just making their way in test cricket. He's the senior bowler in the side. He's really got to stand up and really take charge and take the lead. But as, as we talked about with the batting from the West Indies, with the positive in Tagnarine Chandapal, there's also a couple of positives in the bowling side of things for the West Indies as well, and a couple of bowlers to look out for and could cause some problems to the Australian batters. That's Jaden Seals and Azari Joseph, who can bowl pretty quick and they bowl pretty well. Uh, Jaden Seals, um, he's a very young, promising talent, young West Indian bowler. Uh, he was the youngest, I should say, West Indian bowler to take a five wicket haul at age 20. Um, in Test Cricket for the West Indies. He's, he's only played nine Test matches, um, averaging 21, uh, 36 wickets as well in his Test career. So that's pretty good. Brian Lara has praised him very highly. Uh, I think Brian Lara said he was very impressive at the beginning of his career when he was coming through the system, um, in the age group system in West Indies cricket and performing well at various uh, age groups. Um, so he's a young, promising bowler, Jaden Seals. Um, Asari Joseph bowls quick, and he's done pretty well in his test career. So the West Indies have got a couple of very promising bowlers who can cause some problems to the Australian batters. Um, but for the rest of the bowling group from the West Indies, they've got to stand up. they really got to take wickets early to put Australia under pressure. So just summing up the West Indian bowling side of things and the challenges here, they've got to take 20 wickets. They've got to take wickets early. They've got to do the basics well with the ball. If they can do that, they've got a chance of putting Australia under pressure. But if they can't do that, and the Australian batters put them under pressure with the ball, with the bat, and if the West Indian bowlers can't recover from that, then it's going to be a long day in the field for the West Indian bowlers. So a lot of challenges there for the West Indian bowlers. But this is Test cricket. Uh, they're up for the challenge. Uh, you just got to. You know, take the challenge head on and, and try to do your best. But um, they've got some young, promising bowlers, the West Indies. A lot of talent there. But can they get the job done? That's the question in this test series against Australia. Let's predict who's going to win this test series in the leading run scorer and leading wicket taker for the series. Now, who do I think is going to win the series? I think Australia is going to win the series 2-0. I think they're going to win the series quite comfortably. By far the strongest team out of the two. Uh, the West Indies will struggle, but if they can show a bit of competitiveness and really uh, challenge Australia, I think that will be a good result from the West Indies in this series. But but I think the West the West Indies are going to struggle Australia to win the series 2-0. Leading run scorer, I'm going to go with Steve Smith. Uh, he looks in pretty good touch. I think he's going to score loads of runs in this series against the West Indies. So he's going to be my leading run scorer, Steve Smith. Leading wicket taker, I'm going to go with Mitchell Stark. I think he's going to take a bag of wickets in the in the two test matches, more so in Adelaide for the day-night test. Um, he always does well in day-night test cricket, Mitchell Stark, with the pink ball under lights. So I think he's going to be my leading wicket-taker for the series. Those are my predictions for this test series. 
If you're listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, let us know in the comments who do you think will win the series and your predictions for leading run scorer and leading wicket taker for this test series. It would be great to hear your thoughts and predictions. It's been 2,591 days or seven years since Australia and the West Indies played against each other in a test series or in a test match. Australia are firm favourites to once again retain the Sir Frank Worrell Trophy and will be determined to put in a dominant performance in this test series. For the West Indies, this series is all about learning and developing as a team. They'll be hoping to put in some good performances as a team with both bat and ball. It's always been a great test series whenever Australia and the West Indies play each other, but in recent times it's been one-sided. Let's hope this test series is competitive and exciting as the test series were in the past between Australia and the West Indies. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.